0: We should probably just roll the intro graphic at this point. And if you guys enjoy the pre the pre flight chatter, you know you enjoyed watching Ken get his his dab on, stabbing his, his do. And yeah, let's just hit this intro. And yeah, we'll run right into the show. Happy Friday, the world. How goes it? I'm joined by the one and only that I know of or that matters uh, Kenneth Bozak how's it going man?
1: How oh, goes it bro, bro? thanks for having me
0: yeah absolutely and I'm sorry you couldn't make it last week but because of you know I mean you had plenty of good, you had a good excuse <laughs> let me be honest about that so um but yeah it's uh always and always a pleasure to be on your show like I was before but also as I tell people like you're the single person encapsulation of the crypto space. Like, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly kind of thing. Like it's just all there. So it's not like just a show for dumb stuff. It's like you're the real, real, real of the crypto space. And for all that that means. And so I always like to go chat with you for that, that exact reason, because it's not like, like you have your finger on the pulse of all the awesome stuff. And also a lot of the dumb stuff too. And like, no sensor no filter on all this stuff so that's always you good. never
1: know when the dumb stuff's gonna smarten up man look what happened with dogecoin yeah. it was pretty dumb
0: well that's a great way to talk to our first point but before that um as much as i as much as y'all love bro bro if you want to talk to him i'm paywalling him today coin ee slash the desert lakes drop a little thing with a message and otherwise i won't read it you can't talk to him sorry um, i'm gonna be all elitist today or you can do a, a hyper chat on odyssey or you could just i mean the hack is you just say hey did my coin tree come through even if you never did it and i'll probably read read it anyway and that's kind of how it works uh, please don't do that though i i, I like money so um, having gotten all that stuff out of the way yeah like why is everything a dog these days as far as crypto is concerned
1: uh i mean it's just because that's the that's the meme now right i mean mm-hmm. that's that's what it, that's why just is <laughs> it's just it is what it coincidence is, huh? yeah it just is what it is i think uh i'm hoping you know pitbull coins are gonna come up soon you know the shibu inu tokens like the top 10 now uh, i don't mm-hmm. have a shibu i have a pitbull so we need more dog tokens let's, let's like out. tokenize Definitely. all the breeds
0: So do you actually know the difference between the different dog related coins? I mean there's there's doge, there's Sheeb, there's Baby Doge, and there's Floki. That's all I know currently. I'm sure there's more. But as far as yeah. As far as practical differences. I know Doge I know what Dogecoin is pretty well. That that's the one I know about. And I know Sheeb is a Ethereum token right now and it has some sort of staking rewards or some kind of
1: yeah and there's apparently an NFT platform coming out for Sheep, i heard so that's interesting
0: yeah kind of strange but so do you mess around with this kind of stuff like no. are you no
1: no there's just certain games i don't have fun playing you know what i mean like i could yeah. watch like this is to me like spectator yeah. sports watching people trade mm-hmm. you know doge and shib I get way more fun out of watching people than i would participating in it even if i was making money it wouldn't be huh. fun it's not an environment i'd enjoy it'd be too much anxiety
0: yeah so for for all the all the ladies out there ken just likes to watch but yeah yeah so yeah i'm a voyeur
1: trader you know
0: <laughs> voyeur trader yeah it, it's kind of crazy um uh, it seems to be that this is like the elon gold rush kind of thing he just made an innocuous tweet way back when about oh doge to the moon, because everyone who's into crypto like kinda likes Doge to a certain extent, you know? I wouldn't have a Doge pillow for nothing, right? And then it just everything went crazy and he's just like, let's see how far I can push this. And then now everyone's in a like a, a bubble, like a dog bubble. But how long do you think imagine this thing-
1: if he would have done this for Bitcoin? What if he didn't push Doge and just was telling people to buy Bitcoin?
0: I mean he kind of did and then kind of didn't he kind of diversified his shit postings as it were <laughs> you know but like what if he just let, let's just pick a random thing like library right what if he picked on the library token and it's just like oh you know all awesome stuff like it would pump yeah, Then people astral. would have
1: practical utility to go with their yeah. shit coins you know like there's mm-hmm. the utility of it just being money just like any other shitcoin. Like, that's where Dogecoin never really intrigued me. Like There wasn't any specific gimmick, niche, or use case for it. No utility. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing that it couldn't do that other coins that could just be money you know, weren't already doing.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, I personally think that... I mean, there's always a lot of bullshit in the space. And I think that... Uh, I mean, dog shit. I, yeah, in this case. I, I personally think that Elon he's kind of like whether he's intends to or not I think he might have an idea that he is he's kind of almost again I hate to use this modern word but he's almost vaccinating the space a little bit where he's giving a dose of the disease to just get a, get the immune system and get us all over it and then we we don't care what celebrities tweet about in the future as much
1: mm-hmm. that's true too yeah and and I guess everyone's uh, gotten used to that you know roller coaster volatility with the doge mm-hmm. Yeah. So, So, yeah, you're right. Maybe this is like the the baby pool, the kiddie pool on their way into the deep end.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Um, What's kind of sad? So, Coinbase is advertising sign up and trade Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Sheeb, of course. Which is it's a little sad to see it mentioned as like the third, but it's it's obvious, right? Just they're trying to make money. Trading platforms obviously want to make money off of what everyone wants. It's the free market. What makes me a little sad though is when you have things like uh, like BitPay rushing to add Dogecoin when you know no one's gonna pay with Dogecoin places. It's like some of the more like usage based business, not just trading businesses. Like lowering themselves to that level is a little. I don't know, a little sketch. I don't know if you agree. Well, like...
1: they're, they're creating their own self fulfilling bag holding prophecies where they actually mm. bagged up on enough Doge now that they have to, they are in a position to provide utility, which provides value mm. to something that they have bagged. You know, usually when projects start to, you know, you see Coinbase promoting sheep, odds are whoever's in charge of their marketing has a pretty big bag of sheep. And they're just yeah. taking advantage of the position they're in in life you know and that's that's just life in general i'm not hating yeah. on them but you got to think outside the, the box game. right what would you do if you worked at coinbase and you had a bag of sheep you'd probably put it up on the website just like they're doing right so i just look at it like that when i look at like you know mentioning bitpay adding doge well yeah it took them long enough but i'm sure their whole team at you know the uh, company's got a bag of doge now now mm-hmm. they can go ahead and
0: open the gates to give value and utility mm-hmm. to it yeah, which makes you wonder, there's so many kingmakers in what should be a decentralized space. Yeah. And it just, I think a part of that is just the world's always going to work that way to a certain extent.
1: Of course, yeah. Oh my God, it got listed on Binance. Yeah, instinct kingmaker, at least yeah. for
0: today. day. <laughs> that is kind of funny how that um, the Binance effect works. Do you remember when the Coinbase effect was like, if it's on Coinbase, it's legit, if it's not in now everything's on coinbase it's not quite yeah. the same
1: yeah uh, it's it uh, it kind of changed right around last christmas when they just started like adding all these ico tokens out of nowhere
0: Mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of crazy well well speaking of icos and stuff like that ethereum right so uh, this headline here ethereum hits new all-time high after Altair upgrade shows clear path to merge. I guess the merge between ETH and ETH 2.0. It's hit an all-time high around $4,400. 1st off, that's pretty crazy. Um, do you think... So first, there's plenty of questions on the whole ETH thing. First off, do you use ETH much?
1: No, not at all.
0: Just too expensive?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I bet it's just... <laughs> it still doesn't work, man. I can't tell you how many transactions i had dropped when I'm trying to play with uniswap last year you know um I, when 2.0 comes out and it's working i'll play with it but i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not interested in being the world's most expensive beta tester and that's how i feel playing with ethereum right now is it costs too much to beta test this technology and I know yeah. a lot of people have like confidence in it because of a lot of development being built on top of it. Like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of money being thrown on top of Ethereum. But to me, that doesn't give me any more faith in the foundation, which is Ethereum. I have to see 2.0 come out. I, mean, yeah. I was here in 2015, so I was here before the fork. And then I Mm -hmm. saw ETH Classic fighting with ETH. And then right after that, they started dangling that carrot on a stick in front of us, ETH 2.0. It's been years I've been hearing about, you know, less gas fees, quicker transactions, scalability. Uh, I'm a little bit tainted by the way Ethereum has been acting as not just like the blockchain, but as their community, their developers Mm -hmm. are just... They're just not doing what we all wanted, you know, or even expected them, you know, to do development-wise. So I'm just, I'm kind of over Ethereum to be honest. I have to see them reach 2.0 successfully. Yeah, and then I'll play in the in that sandbox. Of
0: course, it's funny because Ethereum is kind of is kind of the new Bitcoin, but not necessarily in a positive way. Remember, like Bitcoin was the you know the big one, but also the slow, expensive one that doesn't really work the way you want it to. But like everyone's using it now. Do you think? So my personal experience recently with ETH, I have very, I have a little bit of it here. All that I have is on Thorchain earning though, like the forty-two percent APY, whatever. <laughs> you know, ridiculous thing. It's but it's very little. It's like pocket change. And I have like a hundred bucks of ETH tokens that I want to get on, get into ETH and get on there somehow. But I can't do anything with it because the fees are like. Fifty eight for a trans or seventy dollars for a transaction. It would give me yeah. like fifty bucks of ETH. It's just so I like everything I have left in Ethereum. I can't touch it. I literally cannot move it, right. or it will self destruct on the way to being moved. And I, I mean, I'm just like literally as much as I'd like to stake, I am waiting for the bear market. Not even like scaling because it's not happening. I'm waiting for the bear market to, for to cool things down before I can even like poke my head out and start like swap around some tokens on uniswap again and then put them into you know
1: i said that a year ago and i mean i've said it for a while but i really was like adamant about it in 2020 because that's when uniswap really taught me a life lesson but uh Mm -hmm. i was trying to like advocate you know telling people the claim will never be worth the or the fee yeah the claim will never be worth the fee like the amount you're gonna have to spend in the fee on ethereum to get your claim unless you're a whale you're just paying the whales like you're it, mm-hmm. it's the banking system all over again same problem better technology and i'm just frustrated by that you know where it's like the uh, the average person who really does need this technology to replace the banks that will not work with them uh mm-hmm. they can't afford to use this because of the people that are playing with it for fun
0: yeah so on that sort of note with you know ethereum being priced out of everything um First off, do you think it's ever going to topple Bitcoin as like the number one, the top dog?
1: Well, I mean, market cap wise, yeah, probably. I can see mm-hmm. more money being thrown into Ethereum than in Bitcoin.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing is, what about things like? Let mining. me let me clarify that because I feel yeah, like you're going to roast
1: it. me over that. Uh, because bitcoin doesn't have as much utility you can't mm-hmm. do as much with bitcoin as you can with ethereum ethereum is really fucking smart and if yeah. you want to launch anything smart you're going to be using ethereum so you know yeah microsoft might get some bitcoin or whatever but they're going to get a lot of ethereum to be playing around with it and breaking mm-hmm. it and losing it and I-, I feel like ethereum's probably yeah going to see a market cap flip be- uh, unless rich stock gets a fire lit under their ass. And we see Bitcoin get a little bit smarter and can do a little bit more than just be cool money. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, until then I see Ethereum's market cap engulfing Bitcoins due to the amount of utility over Bitcoin's utility.
0: Yeah, that's probably true. And, but what do you think about like the Ethereum killer kind of world? So obviously a lot of it just like nonsense for the, for right now, everyone's, Tries to be that, but like, what I noticed um, on like Thorchain, the trading volumes of Binance tokens are pretty high, and like some of the top, usually BUSD is one of the top traded, way over Bitcoin, even on Thorchain, for example. And that's mm-hmm. like my, that's like I can't pay attention to everything, so that's like the one DeFi thing I can look at other than Uniswap you know, once in a while, and even Ethereum on Binance chain is like almost as high as ethereum on its own chain as far as trading volume do you see stuff like binance more than just a flash in the pan over the summer actually eating ethereum's lunch a little bit like doesn't have to be toppling it but like do you think all these like alternative platforms are starting to just eat into ethereum's lunch
1: no i mean not necessarily in that sense Mm -hmm. uh i mean again to be an eth killer ETH has to die you can't be an ETH killer with ETH Mm -hmm. still on the board right so that's that's never going to happen We, I mean 99.9% confident that you just ain't going to kill Ethereum it ain't going to die uh Mm -hmm. it'll fork and it'll it'll be ETH something right so I I don't see that even being like a, a conversation worth having when people say like oh it's an ETH killer like yeah. so we're Bitcoin killers like for a year. That's all I heard is the Bitcoin killer, the next Bitcoin. Like there is no next unless the predecessor's is dead. Uh, and then when it comes to Binance eating Ethereum's lunches, you it can't be eating Ethereum's lunch if you're spreading it. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. almost like you, you're, you're cloning or copying each lunch by giving it so much volume and more liquidity on your blockchain. You're yeah. not devaluing it. You're multiplying its value. It's like multiplicity
0: mm-hmm well
1: so yeah your bnb yeah. might grow but binance would just keep growing with it and growing on its own
0: yeah so all the the eth killer space is kind of like the almost like the eth parasite space but it's <laughs> yes growing but it's it, it feeds to <laughs> you know it feeds to ethereum too it's just like
1: definitely parasites
0: <laughs> the eth parasites it's like you know it's funny there's this guy um but it's like it's
1: like I, symbiotic though. It, it, it's give yeah. and give. It's very give and give parasiticness.
0: Yeah, kinda like Litecoin and Bitcoin. <laughs> it yes, was funny be- exactly. It was funny because there was there's this one guy I know who you know is a crypto investor on Twitter. Shout out to C4 Chaos. He's uh famous for posting he, he just doesn't like Litecoin very much. He's famous for posting like litecoin is like the tick on bitcoin like anytime anyone's saying litecoin's gonna be accepted at walmart or whatever nonsense you just <laughs> post the litecoin tick <laughs> that's a tick blood sucking out of bitcoin image <laughs> and it just yeah i guess that's like the whole space kind of to a certain extent i mean there's not a lot of original thought in crypto at the higher levels right you got you know bitcoin and then all the bitcoin adjacent ecosystem bits and then you got ethereum and all the ethereum bloodsuckers all jumping on there and then like doge is like the meme coin but now it's like the whole pack of me the whole the whole tribe just came on board and like there even when there isn't really like the privacy coin boom either it's just like a few of them are out there but there's no like leader and everyone's jumping on you know there's it's just mostly are you bitcoin are you ethereum or are you a dog and then the rest is just pile on afterward.
1: I feel like that's with like, you know, zodiacs and stuff. Are you a Gemini, a Scorpio, or one of the other weird things?
0: Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yeah. Well, speaking of Bitcoin, talking about mining, right? So, immersive cooling technology can help increase hash rate and minimize energy output. So, basically, um, I don't know how much you've read about this. I kind of read a couple of things, but basically, there's some new approach to Bitcoin mining where they're immersing the miners into liquid and using that to keep them cool from like using all that and also repurposing some energy to basically make it use way less energy. And so first, what's kind of your hot take on on that specific thing?
1: Uh, I mean, you got to love the, uh, you know, the narrative that, you know, the world wants things to be more, you know, carbon friendly, you know, uh, green, Mm -hmm. green uh, agenda adjacent and stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's even so far pushed that, you know, crypto is going that way. I, I have nothing but high hopes for, you know, things getting cleaner and bitcoin leading the way kind of steals that last narrative that the mainstream had left like you yeah. know they lost their it's for drug dealers it's for crime. they lost that narrative as soon as you know uh jamie diamond said oh you know what i'm sorry i was wrong about bitcoin they couldn't say that anymore but yeah, what they can say about bitcoin is that you know the mining is pretty power consumption and and it is a dirty export of carbon emissions that that is very true and they still have that argument and they lay it in and we're about to take that last point from their bulletin board that is a negative for bitcoin and Mm -hmm. uh hopefully this can uh you know put pressure on (laughs) you know centralized entities to go through the same direction if a decentralized operation like bitcoin mm-hmm. can do this why can't netflix or you know uh walmart and all these other companies start to go a little bit greener with their centralized uh, authoritarian positions top down just say make it happen i mean they did it in a decentralized way so bitcoiners doing this could actually start to make corporations look a lot worse for not following a greener path
0: yeah the funny thing about all that is um part of it is on like a let obviously the free market provides solutions right you want there's a demand to make stuff greener for example or more sustainable or just use less energy and then the market provides like get gets figured out when you have something that doesn't have that decentralized aspect it's just not as easy to figure out and make happen on its own because you have top-down stuff but the thing is In the crypto world, remember this whole narrative about, oh, we're all moving to proof-of-stake. Everyone was moving. Ethereum was, like, talked about moving to proof-of-stake, and it's still proof-of-work, but whatever, for years. And then you've got, like, Zcash is talking about moving to this proof-of-stake. Now, everyone, oh, everyone should move to proof-of-stake. It's so much better. And do you think that proof-of-work is just going to go away then? Or do you think... You just think it's, it just went through that phase of like, everyone thinks it sucks and it's old, but it's going to evolve and be just another way of doing things alongside proof of stake for basically ever in the crypto world.
1: Yeah. I think proof of work will for always be here. I don't think Bitcoin switching to proof of stake, baby. So, I mean, two thousand twenty one forty or something like that, or 2140, I mean, it's still a mm-hmm. few hundreds, hundred some years away, maybe, uh, potentially Bitcoin could go to proof of stake then, <laughs> like 100 plus years but no i mean proof of proof of work is obviously here to stay especially when you're talk when we're talking about you know all the Mm -hmm. uh engineering going into making it more not just viable but profitable right i mean this could actually make bitcoin cheaper in a sense if like if it's costing miners less to get more bitcoin then mm-hmm. th- that could actually help us see maybe a potential correction in the price of bitcoin because the production cost may be going down uh mm-hmm. that, that that could be a good thing for a little bit as well i ain't going to be mad at seeing the price come down over a uh, fundamentals you know uh, yeah so i don't know man i i think that The amount of money going into this is that it's enough for me to be like, yeah, it's proof of works here to stay. And it's going to they're they're monetizing it. Why would they get rid of it? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, they're 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 making they're figuring out ways to make make more money by taking less power away from the grid. Mm -hmm. And, And that can be applied to everything, not just Bitcoin mining, but to residential living, commercial utilities. And um, so I feel like, you know, we ain't going to we can't switch to proof of stake for life like my refrigerator and can just stake for electricity. I'm going to have to plug it in and keep it running. Mm-hmm. I think all of this engineering is going to trickle down uh, to littler things. And eventually this is why our cell phones may last three weeks, because, you know, Bitcoin engineering got to a point where, you know, miners can do so much now that my made my phone battery last longer. Who knows what could come of this? But the incentive is a huge Bitcoin honey pot, and I love yeah, the fact that people are building their way up to that pinata.
0: Yeah, I mean that is kind of a this is kind of an interesting point where this is moving by being old tech, whatever yeah. for work. It's actually advancing the tech of the entire space like that to where now people are just using the amount of like cooling things for just other usages is just going to go way up the amount of Mm -hmm. you know energy prioritization energy markets because there's just so much inefficiency when you know the power plants are on overnight but like no one's using the energy and i wonder what what i would think is cool because here's the thing about hash rate right hash rate is meant to represent people right where but it's an it's an uh, like it's an anonymous or pseudonymous thing it's, it's like voting right so you know, like everyone who runs bitcoin secures it and gets to you know keep it from being attacked but then you know after a while it just turned into like giant mining farms and stuff but i wonder if if it's ever going to kind of trend back in the other direction where let's just say every device you own like your house you know all the energy like at night all the energy that it's not using to how to keep the lights on and stuff because you're asleep is going to just be mining instead or like, yeah, oh, uh, but it won't fr- be
1: mining Bitcoin. It'll probably be mining Samsung coin because your smart yeah. refrigerator and your smart dishwasher and your smart dryer are all running a node securing mm-hmm. Samsung's network. And uh, they're rewarding you with Samsung token that you can swap on a Dex for Bitcoin or whatever dog coin you want.
0: <laughs> yeah. It'll be funny is if, one thing I think is very interesting with like proof of stake is like you have state, when you have proof of stake, you have like all the money behind the network, securing the network. The security is more obvious, right? You see it. You see the money that's behind it. With proof of work, you see the money's be, you see the resources that are being used at that moment. But there's a lot of miners that are off at any one time because they're not profitable. But if there's an attack on the network, for example, they could just boot it all up. And it'd be funny to see like if, say like, the government was ever trying to like let's just say China was trying to 51 percent attack Bitcoin. They got enough to do it, and as they're doing it, like everyone flips their refrigerators from Samsung Coin to Bitcoin, just like oh, just throw a bunch of hash rate in to like defeat the attack. I mean, you could see it happening, right?
1: I can actually. I can definitely yeah. see that oh man yeah nifty mm-hmm. portal i can see that yes i want i yeah. kind of want to see it. that's the thing is uh we, before china decided to like ban bitcoin earlier this year uh they were yeah. they were pretty damn dominant in overall bitcoin mining and uh i thought mm-hmm. that was a a shot to their own foot i'm not sure why they did that but uh yeah man i i i see you know Information wars. We we were thinking, you know, World War Three will be over metadata and will, you know, World War Three will be over information. And I'm starting to think more and more along. World War Three is probably going to be on the blockchain. It's going to be yeah. over dominance. It's going to be mining. That's that's World War Three.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, can you imagine? Like, imagine. Let's just say Julian Assange. You know, hopefully still around by their WikiLeaks. Let's just say pushes some major expose and they put it out on library because it's censorship resistant. Right. And they put it out on the library chain and then it's like, this giant scandal. But then all of a sudden the U S government, like, like the NSA boots up a whole bunch of like library miners and tries a 51% attack the network to reverse that transaction that put it on there to to block the information. (laughs) And then there's like a call out on social media, everyone with any device you have point all your hash rate at this pool so we can fight the censorship. And then they're all like, there's a giant hash war over to try to keep the library network afloat because you know there's something that came really can we sensitive. make this a
1: movie we could sell this to netflix they're buying <laughs> everything right now
0: yeah the uh, i'm sure i'm sure we could actually i'll have a chat with naomi she we could call more it hash wars
1: world. it's a thing
0: yes and i'm sure there might already be one about weed but you know you could call like <laughs> digital hash wars or like hash war 2028 <laughs> or something they you know? would
1: think it was a sequel to the weed hash wars and would have to have popcorn involved to keep the old audience.
0: Yes, and Dennis Rodman rallies the troops Still, <laughs> all, you know. There there have been weirder things that have happened, let's be perfectly honest. But yeah, I kinda like that idea of everyone has potential hash rate all linked together, mm-hmm. all their smart devices, everything. And then like I would really like to be able to, for example, point all my devices to something that earns me money but i'd also like to be able to vote with it right to what well, you my... do with
1: odyssey you use all your devices yeah. to watch people's live streams and videos mm-hmm. on odyssey and you can yeah. earn that way
0: yeah i mean i would like to you know like everything like all the cars everything we had just like i like the idea of using it to, to help defend against attacks somewhere because like right now what do you do if like say so you have a bunch of Bitcoin and Bitcoin gets attacked. If you don't have ASICs, you can't really do much, right? Because you just have little, you know, or, and that that's kind of like one of those genius things. I'm not sure if genius is the right word, but one of those interesting bits about the way Monero's kind of gone in the botnet mining direction, which I don't know if that's good for security, but it is kind of fun that you can kind of mine on any kind of device. But then on the other side, what if like some evil... And now we're getting into, like, you know, Mission Impossible 12 or whatever, where, like, some evil person has a botnet that, like, takes over everything and makes it all, like, 51% attack Bitcoin. So, like, every like Jeff device... Bezos
1: and AWS?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not even really a conspiracy at that point. I mean, that's. Right. <laughs> that could happen. That could happen so easily.
1: That could happen to a lot of blockchains right now. I, I don't think people are prepared for that level of. uh
0: you know, centralization
1: versus decentralization. But, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of this decentralized shit uh, really depends on some centralized shit.
0: Just you think so about you know. it, though, like that's what the whole the whole game stonks movement was like a first bit of that where people are just banding together and trying to cheat the system because the system cheated them sort of thing. And so, I mean, can you imagine if people install a patch into all their software or whatever so they can. 51% attack the Federal Reserve or something like that, you know. Oh, it's uh, happening
1: with Teslas. People i saw uh yeah. hack their Tesla to mine Bitcoin while they're driving around and charging their car. So, we're getting closer yeah. and closer to people turning their refrigerators into, you know, weapons in the future wars already.
0: Yeah, that would be so Yeah, the future future's quite fascinating. <laughs> I got to say that. Well, let's switch up to this Mastercard thing, right? So, Mastercard is yeah, this preparing is crazy actually infrastructure for deployment of cbdc's or central bank digital currencies so the world's third largest consumer payment processor remains bullish on the adoption of cbdc's during an earnings call with investors and stakeholders michael miebach ceo of mastercard discussed the positive outlook of the cryptocurrency industry blah, blah blah but basically he they're preparing stuff for cbdc's which is interesting because i don't know if you saw a headline a few days ago maybe or last week or whenever it was that mastercard is preparing to offer bitcoin services and i i don't rem- i didn't hear other cryptos mentioned but they said for bitcoin and so they're getting into that but then they still want like cbdc's that's what they're big on is these central bank digital currencies so uh, i don't know what's your <laughs> what's your immediate reaction to that thing
1: i mean it's I, they're trying to stay relevant, right? It's sort of like if uh, uh-huh. Blockbuster was trying to figure out how to start, you know, mm-hmm. giving you streaming services. Somehow they're just this is that last stitch of relevancy. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this is a Hail Mary. So this toss could land. Could take five to ten years to to land before we know if or if it isn't worth the play on the field. So this is like a five to ten year play, but it's their last play. If mm. CBDCs, they, they can't get these central bank digital currencies off the ground and and get people to adopt them as Elon Musk got people to adopt fucking Dogecoin,
0: they're mm. going to
1: fail flat on their face. More and more people are closing their bank accounts and quitting their nine to five jobs and moving over to fucking Uniswap, Pancake Swap, and playing in DeFi and getting DEXs running. And they're, pe- people are waking up. And, Mm. you know, they're starting to see what their nephews and nieces have been doing in their basements, you know, talking about this Bitcoin stuff for the past decade. They're listening now. Uh, So to me, this is that last stitch, very obvious last stitch effort on the banking side of things that MasterCard to stay relevant before, Mm -hmm. like, BitPay just completely takes over. and They don't know. MasterCard needs a BitPay service instead of BitPay needing a MasterCard service.
0: Yeah, I wonder, like, clearly... So I think that the payment processor world, there will be people that, that rise up there because no one is using crypto to. I mean, let me be my pessimistic stuff, but buying things like buying stuff. No one's really buying things with crypto other than like me and five other people. Well, I'm sure you're one of them. And all the point of sale systems really suck. Like they do. BitPay is like the big one and it sucks. It Then they try to KYC you after holding your money hostage sometimes and like there's the best one out there is AnyPay but AnyPay doesn't have fiat conversion and like the people that run it don't always like keep the birch map updated or things like it's very like small potatoes kind of stuff and it's still like way better than everything else just because no one's in the space so I can't actually see like mastercard cuz they process payments right and maybe not like being in the card issuing part of the world but I could see them getting in and processing everyone's crypto or 90 percent of crypto payments or whatever it is by just getting into the terminals people have their own keys they have their own crypto but when they scan it into the devices Mastercard's the one that that takes it make sure it's like secure to you know make sure it's secure and then like does fiat conversion or whatever back end i think that they could actually have a big piece of the pie of the future payment processing maybe not nearly as big as they had in the past but i think they're, they're probably going to be there
1: well, we're building a potential honeypot bigger than Mount Gox ever could have mm-hmm. dreamed to be, and uh, yeah. Mastercard doesn't have the history of keeping transactions secure at mm-hmm. all. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm waiting to see what what they like. Obviously, like I said it's a five to ten year play on the field. Like that's how I'm mm-hmm. looking at this because I need to see what they're going to do when it does go wrong, and it's going to go mm-hmm. horribly wrong billions of dollars are going to get screwed up somehow and they're going to have to fix that. And I'm curious yeah. to see how they're going to write the first wrong that they run into. And no. uh, that's, that's where I say like, you know, spectator sports again, me looking at Sheeb, I just like the spectate. Uh, I, I'm on the, I'm on the, in the stands watching the field, waiting for that correction, waiting for a, a 500% correction.
0: Yeah. That's going to be a little, that's going to be pretty epic. The epic dump. But, like,
1: from the top learn. 10 to 3000th position on market cap, I can see it
0: now. It's funny because uh, a, a friend of mine who I work with, he's, he's like really pretty new to crypto. He's going all into Dash, especially right now. But and I had him on the show last week, uh, and he, he said that his first crypto was BitConnect. That was literally oh. the first coin he bought. And then he, of course, lost everything. But then he, like, oh, he didn't lose much. I'm sure he didn't have a lot in there. But then it's like, all right, well, that's, he stuck around and then now is, like, into good stuff and starting to try to use it. And he wants to get paid in crypto. He wants to, like, like all the stuff. And so I think I'm, a, I guess I'm worried a little bit that some people will see, like, the Sheb crash and all that stuff and be turned off. But at the same time, I'm not that worried because if someone can come back from BitConnect and yeah. still be around, like, yeah i think i think that people will you know how do you get out of crypto that's something i don't get like how do you i
1: mean yeah exactly i I was just gonna say how do you get out of banking right wells fargo got in trouble for opening accounts for grandmas and grandpas Mm -hmm. for decades stealing money and what did everybody do they closed their wells fargo account went next door and opened one at pnc or the next Mm -hmm. bank right they didn't stop using banks you're not you're gonna stop using BitConnect, but you're gonna stop using cryptocurrency.
0: Yeah. I mean, I stopped using banks when they screwed me, but that's that's a different you thing. You think you
1: did, but <laughs> a wow. lot of the things that we interact mm-hmm. with use a bank after we use them, right? So it's we still do use banks yeah. by third party proxy.
0: Well I, that's the thing, it's just like you separate yourself from the whole thing, let someone else do it for you. Right. But the thing about like crypto, like how what like people have a savings account, or maybe they like put in some like put it like buy some stock somewhere and hope it goes up, or yeah, you know, that that's like it. And then say you get into sheep, the price goes woo, you're just like, this is amazing, and then it crashes and you end up losing money and it goes away. You still remember like the world of excitement and possibility. Yeah, remember the crypto the is. <laughs> yeah, and you just like, it's. I mean, sure, some of it's degenerate gambling where people are like, "I want that next high," but some of it's also like, "That was so fun and easy. I just got in, and it like, can't I just, can't I get into something again that's just safer and smarter? But it's the same, it's the same deal. Well, it still can go up. The people up. that
1: got into Sheba, the people that missed the boat on Doge, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They bought, they bought seventy cent Doge.
0: Mm-hmm. Now
1: they're buying sheep.
0: Yeah, or maybe some of those people are then getting into floki or baby doge like early knowing it's not good because they've seen up and down and they just know like, you know, I'm going to get a bunch of this in and I know I'm going to dump when it's, when I'm up, not, I'm not going to be greedy, but then what are they going to dump for? Like, why do I do fiat? Why don't I put in Bitcoin? I'll keep it in Bitcoin for a while and then wait for the next one. Or maybe, Hey, I like this because Bitcoin goes up too, not as fast, but it's, and this is why down we like need
1: Mastercard, you know, to get involved with this, so people that are making these gains don't have to cash out the fiat. They could, you know, mm-hmm. spend their Bitcoin on their car instead.
0: Yeah, but that's
1: that's the only reason people would cash out is to you know realize those gains. But if they could spend, and that's mm-hmm. the thing is like, yeah, obviously this is going to start with like you know stable coins. I, I imagine mm-hmm. this is all in on stable coins over here in Mastercard world. But mm-hmm. I could see this just being that. <clears throat> that door you know opening for the more volatile assets like bitcoin and ethereum and doge mm-hmm. uh but yeah obviously mastercard is going to want to play with these stable coins first
0: yeah that's for sure well so let's hit up this linkedin thing before you know so linkedin <laughs> this should be it's like the, the non-headline of the century but linkedin reports crypto and blockchain jobs listings have surged since August 2020. Some of that's just bear market shit. I mean, sorry, bull market, you know, bull market, of course. But yeah, everyone is getting into crypto these days. And I don't know. Well, even
1: GameStop just posted a bulletin board asking for blockchain and NFT savvy uh, applicants to apply for GameStop uh, corporate and in-store positions.
0: I wonder what their angle is. Like where is GameStop going to integrate into this kind of stuff?
1: Uh, I could see exactly what they did with video games that were virtual. They'll have mm-hmm. a physical ver- way, a physical on-ramp to the metaverse. That Your, your train station will be a GameStop. You're going to go to a mm-hmm. GameStop. You're going to get your NFT ticket. And you're going to take a ride all aboard to that blockchain, baby. I can see it mm-hmm. right now with the, uh... oh, excuse me, let me just, stretch on over these things right here i got at target and walmart and inside of this tin is a qr code for an nft a pack of nfts huh. and i got this at walmart and target it's a garbage pail kids you know collectible tin i got all of them in a big old box back there and inside is a qr code to get an nft now you know if you want your your uh, fortnite skins As a kid, Mm -hmm. yeah, your parents might let you add your credit card information to your PlayStation to buy that skin. But going Mm -hmm. to a GameStop, you're going to be able to, you know, get your kid a gift card. Then they can, you know, redeem it for the NFT that they wanted to get. That's going to be the middleman. I could definitely see GameStop playing a huge, huge role in NFTs.
0: Yeah. I hope, I mean, Maybe a lot of these
1: companies are, dude, they're gift cards. That's why this is blowing up. Every gift card loyalty points and program that exists will be tokenized.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. It was funny because like the end, so I have to say, you know, I got crypto before a lot of people just saying you've been in since 2013 for anyone means you got it before a lot of crypto. Right. But then of course, being a boomer in the space now, right? Like I'll, I'm like backer. My day <laughs> yeah, it was all it was all digital cash, and you just used supposed to be money. And then, like, but then the space moves on, and you know, DeFi is like, oh, what, what the hell is DeFi? And then I like, oh, it's just decentralized. I get it now. And NFTs took have been taking me longer to wrap my head around everything about it, but I think I'm like there. Uh, so I was listening the most boomer thing anyone can hear. uh, probably about nfts so do you ever watch um what is it um do you ever watch hot ones you know what that show is
1: yeah with the wings
0: yeah it's a show with hot questions and even hotter wings as they say but the um mila kunis was on just you know i think today or something i was just listening to that while i was getting ready and she's talking about how this animated series that they're doing that they completely crowdsourced it with nfts because ra- they just, and oh, yeah, it's not, death, right? yeah. And it's not like, it's not just like a gimmick type thing. Like, well, we just did NFTs, man. But it was like a whole conversation on, yeah, the the system today, like is just so messed up for, you know, oh, you want to pitch a show. And then they're like, oh yeah, I like this. I don't like that. And then you take it to the higher executive. Yeah, I don't like it. and It just, it's such a pain in the ass. So rather you're just like, hey, we're doing this show. Buy our NFTs, and then you get to choose, if you have the NFT, which direction the show goes next time. And it's like, you start to get it. It's just like, oh, okay. You're literally... The NFT is kind of like... It's almost like, to a certain extent, like a more... has almost like a more limited DAO application type thing, where you don't want to create a DAO with tokens for everything you do. But you can issue NFTs in... in for a much more practical purpose on that. And so, I mean, it, it would be fun. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm going to j- jump into this space pretty hard when I get a free moment except to do a million and a half things. But can you imagine like who, which guest should I have on the digital cash rundown next? Yes. NFT holders vote. And
1: that's what Ken token is for, man. I'm, I'm creating a Dell to have people interact with me more and be able Mm -hmm. to do things like that uh right now Mm -hmm. it's just starting you know with having utility if you want to go to my birthday halloween party in new york have some ken token but yeah i'm creating a DAO essentially for the same things that people can vote on like who is going to sponsor the podcast if there are people that are offering or who's going to be the guest or should i change the time you know like Mm -hmm. stuff like that i wanted to have that level of interactiveness between me and my community. And that's why I did the Ken token. So I definitely recommend you creating your own FT if you're going to get into NFTs. Uh, I feel like that's a a powerhouse combo that doesn't get appreciated enough is having a non fungible collection, utilizing fungible tokens with it.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, I mean, clearly it's funny because the monetization models it's crazy how fast the world changes when you think about this and of course i'm not pretending like the world runs like you do today just tomorrow it will but it it comes from oh you know sign up to youtube and like get do their hyper chat super chat thingy and let them take all your money and like all that kind of like monetization the patreon model whatever it is and you got to sell ads do ad reads whatever it goes from that model to then like oh well With crypto, you don't even need a centralized processor. You can do it direct and it's like it's not even there for like ten minutes before now there's some NFTs you're selling pieces of your show and this and that and like it's just like
1: And you don't even need to ask people to give you money. Like that's the other cool thing is like, oh, you want to provide, you know, value to the podcast or whatever Mm -hmm. the project. You could just buy some tokens and stake them or you know, Mm -hmm. provide liquidity and earn for that. don't have to spend anything and then at that point you're providing value and you're earning for the fact that you're providing value and i think that's what a lot of companies aren't you know understanding right now but that's why i'm doing what i'm doing with ken token it's a Mm -hmm. yeah linkedin says 615 yeah okay i'm gonna have so many companies begging me to work with them because Mm -hmm. my resume is speaking for itself i'm doing Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't need yeah. to put my resume together. Google my name, and that's why yeah. I'm trying to do the, the CEO token of NFTs. Uber. Yes,
0: so I <laughs> can take
1: this uh, proof of concept that I'm doing for myself, and then mm-hmm. sit down with somebody like Mr. Beast, Pootie Pie, and companies like McDonald's and Walmart, and show them this is how you can provide value to your community, not customers. Get rid of that C word. We're going to call them community members instead of customers, and we're going to mm-hmm. give them more than they give us. And I can show them how to do that, how Walmart can give back more than they're getting in, And it's cyclical. It it makes it possible for those community members to come back and, and, you know, engage with you more because you gave them more than they gave you. It's cyclical. It's affordable to go on forever.
0: Yeah. I mean, can you imagine with each Happy Meal, you get a governance token. And each time you clock out as an employee, you also get a governance token. So everyone who's ever bought something from McDonald's, everyone who's ever worked for McDonald's has a say in the governance of the, the corporation.
1: Yeah, exactly. So. I, I, I could see a million directions to take it, but uh, I'm just doing it my way with my community. So mm-hmm. when those uh, opportunities do start flooding in, I can really cherry pick who I want to you know, play with in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cool to say you have an idea, but it's a lot cooler to point at your idea you had and show people it in action. And that's sure, what to Ken work. Token and the, mem- the memberships are going to be for. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's really cool stuff. Well, let's wrap that up there. And let you get on with your day and stuff and get back to getting absolutely blazed so you don't feel pain anymore. Yeah, um,
1: my pinky. Oh, look at it. It's all, look, you can see how purple it is.
0: Yeah, we gotta get that checked out. Oh, so it's shill It's chill o'clock, also known as four PM, but we're almost four. But yeah, shill chill all your stuff.
1: Um, you can subscribe to my OnlyFans. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my NFTs for sale.com, NFT for sale.com. If you wanted to, you know, pick up some NFTs. I have mm. a few different websites for that. So uh, nftforsale.com is my generic overall NFT website. Mm. Uh, excuse me. I have augmented reality NFTs too. So if you're into like AR, oh. uh, I have a Kenny doll, K-E-N-N-E-E doll.com. And that's an augmented reality NFT. It's like $1 and you can mm-hmm. play with an NFT in augmented reality Uh, It's like one of the world's first NFT action figures. Uh, Mm. So that's cool. And I have the BroBros420.com. Ken Token is officially on the Alcor Exchange. And um, the memberships go live on my birthday in New York City. So only 420 members. So if you, you know think you have a chance 420 members uh, memberships will be available on november 1st so that's bro bros 420.com those three websites are pretty much like everything i have going on right now
0: yeah it's still a lot that's each one of those is a lot more than most people have going on
1: <laughs> my favorite is the ar uh action figure kenny doll it's an mm-hmm. augmented reality action figure nft
0: it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. You can
1: like accessorize it and put little like accessories on it. and Yeah. Yeah. And and I think there's even a skin coming to Minecraft. So if you want to run around inside Minecraft looking like Kenny doll, you know, that's a comment.
0: That's awesome. Well, wow. you got a lot of hustling going on. It's always great chatting with you. Uh, everyone, like, comment, share, subscribe. Throw me some coin tree stuff before I get all the million tokens and NFTs and stuff you get instead. While I'm still being a crypto boomer, please uh, abide by my boomer ways. So, yeah, I'll see you guys in a week. And, yeah, it's going to be a great time. Thanks so much for being on, Ken. And, yeah, I'll see everyone around. Bye-bye now.
1: Love you all. Have a week.
0: Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and donate to support the show by going to my Cointree page. That's cointr.ee slash the desert links. And leave a message with your donation check out the show's sponsors. Live on crypto with BitRefill. Buy absolutely anything with crypto with Shop Bit. Avoid content censorship with Odyssey. Protect your privacy online with NordVPN. Get paid to search with PreSearch. All links are in the show notes.